Hi, everyone. Welcome back again. This is the Iconist Podcast. Hold on tight. This is Barry 3D, standing for Deep Dark Delicious. Hey. And on my side is my man, my cousin, my friend, my co-host. DJ Rod C. Rod C. Rod C. Ah. Wow, with the reverb. Look at that. Look at that. Go, with yeah. you. Go on with your bad self. That is... That is awesome. That's hilarious. So first of all, we're going to give our shout outs, round of shout outs. Once again, the J Bird Digital Arts. Thank you for making us look pretty. Yeah. J Bird has got the template. He's got our, our, our logo. He's got our, our names here below. He's got all that hooked up. And if you want to get any kind of artwork done, be it for uh, physical or virtual, reach out to J Bird Digital Arts. You'll see his contacts at the end of our video. Shout him out. Let him know you heard about him here. You saw his stuff here. You can check him out, and 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 he's really gives a a great price to all the you know for graphic artists and all that. Great, you know, professional, fast, great pricing. So definitely look him up. Um, Yo. You can check out the rest of our stuff. You can see anything on all the links I do as my comedy and back out there a little bit. So go to my website, barry3d.com. Check out my tour dates. Check out my blog. Um, I put all the information up on there, uh, and and all the links. So thank you to all the fans tuning in. Thank you all joining the Facebook page. Bless, you know, every another day blessed is, is another day. So enjoy that day. Uh, shout out to uh, Jimmy, uh, Jim Oldridge and his podcast that he does is on season two, which is called Back to the Balcony. So look for the microphone on the red background and just check out all those episodes. You can find links in my blogs for the times I've been on his show. Look up uh, A Touch of Grey Matter. We are coming back soon enough with new episodes, but till then you have 80 something videos in YouTube that are just there to be watched and commented on. And they go from funny to serious, you know, with my boys, Zolf Ali, Thomas Patrice, the man behind it all, Dave Sokolowski and myself, Barry 3D Carter. We bring guests on there. We do it amongst the four of us ourselves. So please check us out. And we're coming live. we got a couple of live spots coming out. So Look for us um, coming up soon. You'll, you'll see us all four together on stage. So definitely check that out. My man, also Paul Ash out of Montreal. Check out his stuff for nice. Battlecom, which is a nerd game show. Beyond, you know, um, uh, uh, They Talk Funny, which is a nice interview show that he does with comedians all over the world. You know, The Love Doctor. So he's got a lot going on virtually. All all interactions are live because he does it on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Mm -hmm. Check him out. Tell him you heard about it here. Uh, you know, so that's that's it. And from from my end and everyone we shouting out and all the people are, are tuning in all the time. You know, so my man Paul uh, Paul uh, Paul Mackey. Um, you know, as I said, uh, you know, my cousin Kevin, my brother Brian, right? Um, you know, Jay himself from Jaybird Digital Arts. He tunes in, watches this. So thank you once again. Um, you know, my man, John Rimple, you know, and, 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 and look back, look back and see what we got going on. Rod, who, who, who do you got going on your side, man? Listen, uh, you know, I got a lot of people, you know, I got my boys, uh, DJ crew that I run with, DJ LFG, DJ Waka, DJ Prophet, DJ uh, DOC, DJ Majestic, Tony Style. Basically, listen, you can find me on Twitch. We're going to get to that part later, but you can definitely find me on twitch.tv for slash DJ Rod C. Find me on there. I play every once in a while. Not every once in a while. I play like twice a week. But you know, every every while there's a you know, there's a lot of fun that's happening. Man. Basically, there's a lot of fun. You can interact with a lot of people. It's a great community. Good. You can find me, follow me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. And you know what? 
just find me on Facebook at Mr. Rod C or sorry, DJ Rod C on Facebook as well. So listen, those are the shout outs to everybody, everybody who's following and having fun. Listen, continue the enjoyment. Keep following us on Iconist. We're listen, we're going to have some fun today. We got something for you. Are you ready? I don't think they are. Are you ready? Right? Are you ready? I'm ready. I don't know if they're ready. You're ready, ready, ready. Ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Who are we talking about today, Rod? Give it give us a rundown. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be doing a little something, a little futuristic George Jetson kind of conversation. So what we're gonna do is talk about a particular hero that you you know by name per se. All this stretching around, we're gonna talk about it. You probably say the lines everywhere talking about it. We're gonna talk about Spider Man 2099. Mm. We're going to 2099. Uh, come on, we're going come to 2099. 2099. I know I can't sing, not even to get a dime. All right, so <laughs> shame. And action. Holy Sailor Batman. I wasn't ready for that. He wasn't ready. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Spider Man 2099. So, basically, what? who this is, this is basically a character who has been. Um, how do you say you stepped on it? It's basically one of those like an alternate universe uh, character that was created and putting a little different spin on the characters uh, during that time frame when Marvel created this and they put this out. Um, Barry's gonna definitely go into it, but in a, yeah. in a nutshell, there was uh, there was a slew of characters. They decided to say we're gonna try to do something. <laughs> of characters that we know and love, whatever the case would be. But what they did is kind of threw them into what would it be like if this character was in the year 2099? And uh, there's a lot, it's a lot, of, a lot of good characters in here. You can, you can see that, you know, there's a great, there's a definite, definitely an alternate universe in the way we look at it. It's futuristic. It's in the same time frame, but it's a futuristic time. Yeah. But, but you're going to see some similarities. You're going to hear some stuff. So we decided to choose on Spider-Man 2099. We went from there. So let's go. Right on. Let's do this. So Spider-Man 2099. So as Rod was saying, yes, there was a whole series of books that were slated for 2099. So originally, this was supposed to be the definitive uh, universe in the Marvel Universe in the future on Earth 616, right? Mm -hmm. They said, okay, we're going to bring all these characters back. So starting off, it was Spider-Man 2099. And with that, and I know I might forget some, so forgive me. There was Spider-Man 2099, Hulk 2099, X-Men 2099, Punisher 2099. Yes. Um, 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 hold on, hold on. Doom 2099. Doom 2099, right? Uh, so the, the list goes on for, and these are actually well, titles. They just weren't, uh, oh, a character that showed up in someone's book. These were actual titles. So Spider-Man, X-Men, Hulk, Doom, Punisher, all had 2099 titles. The only original character was named uh, Ravage. 2099 who was not a, a, a legacy character he was original mm -hmm. to 2099 storyline ghost ghost writer as well he yes. also had ghost writer 2099 that was that was a nice one as well that was yes nice yes well. and mm -hmm. i remember it was like very excited when i was hearing about the 2099 uh run mm -hmm. how they were starting off how they were were going to 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 be uh, and so, uh, you know, as Spider-Man 2099, he first appeared in like a little backstory, you know, at first, I get, you know, Marvel's just kind of testing out the waters with the character, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it, and they just wanted to be 
they wanted to be cool. So, I mean, the original run, you know, um, so uh, let's see here. So it first came out in November of 1992. Uh, and then it went, you know, to November, sorry, August of 1996. That was like volume one. And then volume two came back in September of 2014 to July 2015. And then volume three was de- December 2015 to uh, July of 2017. So this is when this character came about. And it's been around for, uh, uh, yeah, since then. But once again, when I say he's slept on, he's popular and people want more, but I don't know if Marvel knows what to do with him at times and they're just focusing on their main characters. So, um, you know, this this is how this whole 29-9 thing came up. And it came up at a time where Marvel was going through a little bit of a financial, things were tough for them financially. Mm-hmm. We're in trouble. They're yeah. just things were tough for them financially. So that being said, they you know, they would start something, not finish it. Um, and 2099 really... I said it was, it was a, it was a, I, I, to me, it was a fun read. It mm-hmm. was an absolute fun read because I like the fact that it was these characters in the future starting off. So to give you just an overview of this in mm-hmm. 2099, there was no more heroes. Heroes were non-existent. Sure. They were almost seen as a godly status. Every, Thor, who is a true God in the Marvel universe I, and, you know, I mean, of course, people see, you know, Thor here in real life is, is God. He's worshipped that way, you know, for, by, by the Norse, uh, you know, Vikings, so forth. So he was, um, he's a God in the Marvel Universe. He, in there, there was a belief saying the heroes would come back. And the heroes, they're all waiting for the second coming of Thor, right? Because he, he you know, he's like Jesus. So they're waiting for the second coming of Thor. When Thor right. comes back, right. the age of heroes will return. But there was supposed to be a, a, a harbinger who would start this all off. And they all were waiting for this person to show up, which was Spider-Man. So it, there was a, a religious cult, not a religious cult. There was a religious belief behind it. So when Spider-Man first showed up, Spider-Man 2099, everyone says, oh, Spider-Man's the first, which means Thor is not far behind. Right. Right. So all the, all the religions that were believing the church of Thor uh, said, well, Spider-Man's a herald. So if one is here, the other ones are coming. And this showed you the time frame so this is what you know in the future it's 2099 the rich are rich the poor are poor he was in a place called nouveau york so new york is built over so new york is ground level and nouveau york is at the top above that Mm -hmm. right Uh, it's like almost like how futurama futurama did it where you know what you remember as new york and then what their sister of new new york is 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 above it like literally built above it above those skyscrapers so the people who were poor were down there miguel is from a uh, a mixed marriage so his dad is um so miguel his name's miguel o'hara irish yeah so his dad is irish but his mom is uh mexican she's latino mexican yeah 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 so his mom is mexican so you know, yeah, yeah. his father yep, was yeah. very abusive. His father was a policeman. His father was very abusive. You know, the couple split up and Miguel, and it was him and his brother, uh, Gabriel, were raised by their mom. Their mom, now this is why I mentioned the whole thing with the religion of Thor, very religious, following that religion of Thor, uh-huh. right? But they thought she was always a little bit crazy too at the time. She was very uh, eccentric, borderline. She had some personality, uh, personality disorders, you know, which they covered too. So Miguel, at a young age, started demonstrating a, a, a genius level intellect. Right. But at the same time, he was rebellious because he was so smart. I guess he was bored and rebelling against his dad, his life. And he was sent over to the uh, uh, Alchemax, which is this huge mega corporation 
in the future, um, their academy, because, you know, at the age of 14, he's pulling in these scholarships and everything like that. So he goes over there. The, the, and the beauty about that is, is Alchemax Academy is based, is built over the remains of Westminster, the home of the X-Men. Yes. Same place, same address. What happened to the X-Men? You got to read X-Men 2099. So <laughs> that's where Miguel uh, jumps in and he, and he comes out as a character. And in there, he meets other people that are important to him. You know, he's very self-serving. So I, when I read it, how they, how, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch portrayed Dr. Stephen Strange in the beginning of the Dr. Strange movie mm-hmm. is very similar how Miguel was as a person didn't trust anybody all about himself you know um and he wasn't that great of a person he he was a douche (laughs) you know he had his girlfriend that he was going out with that he met there that she helped him out and helped him fight a bully when he was at the academy they got together together a long time then at one point he was very self-serving he went and ended up having a relationship He, he cheated on his girlfriend with his brother's girlfriend you player, you player, you player. Right? But then he ends up staying with the brother's girlfriend. So, of course, that causes a riff within the family because it's like, wait, first of all, you cheat um, on your girlfriend and then you take my girlfriend? <laughs> Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, yeah. Who, who's passing the turkey? I'm a little confused. What was going on over here at this table? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's going down. doing a lot more than passing the turkey. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so where Miguel was very much a genius and in, uh, with computers and a whiz, his brother was very artistic. His brother was a painter very well, but of course, once again, a, l- a little bit off. You know, there was a lot of resentment between him and his brother because of, mm-hmm. yo, you took my woman. He Jerry Springered him. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> so his brother is a painter and very artistic, sticks more with his mom. Miguel kind of pulls away from that, doesn't mm-hmm. do- deal with his dad because his dad was abusive. You know, thinks his mom is crazy, so he just brushes her off. Doesn't trust anybody. Doesn't even trust his girlfriend that he stole from his brother. Turns around, and the only person he really trusts is Layla. And Layla is a holographic computer that's in his apartment that helps run everything. So how we have, you know, hello, Siri. And then if you have an iPhone, it's going to wake up. Good luck to you. So she was a 3D hologram image, and he would actually confide to her and talk to her like a real person. And had her, you know, the three, and when I say her, that's the way he, he had her named Layla. And that's who you can find in it. So being a genius and, and working for this mega, you know, mega corporation at the time, and he was like the top scientist and, and he was working on a particular project and, you know, things are going a certain way and he didn't want to be a part of this project. They, they were testing on humans, um, you know, kind of splicing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, animal DNA or whatever other DNA into human DNA. And they tried a test subject and the test subject ended up dying. And he was like, nope, that's it. I'm done. I, I don't want to do- bother with this no. anymore. I'm out. Deuces. 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 He went over and told the big boss, you know, uh, uh, Tyler Stone. That, that's I'll it. My two weeks. I'll give him my two weeks. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. Two weeks. I'm done. You know, he, he's such a high level genius. So keep in mind that that company's invested so much in him from the age of 14 to being a grown man. And now he's just saying, yeah, well, I'm walking away with my education. They didn't take that too well. They didn't take that too well, right? So uh, they said, okay, fine, no problem, Miguel. Uh, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. And then, you know, he slipped him a Mickey. Well, what I mean by that is he put a little something in uh, this one particular drug in his system 
Mm-hmm. And this drug is, it, it bonds with you on a genetic level. It's like crack times a thousand. Like that, it's an addictive drug. It's an addictive it, drug. Extremely addictive drug because it, it bonds with your DNA. Mm-hmm. So as the company, they can get it legally because they just administer this drug to other people. They produce it. So it's legal for them to get it. So, you know, uh, Stone turned around his boss and said, look, here's the deal. You stay with us. I supply you with the drug. No harm, no foul. If you leave, then I'm going to take it that you're getting the drug illegally from someplace else. And I'll report you to the police. So not only will you have an addiction for life, you'll have a criminal record. Your life is ruined. Right? Miguel says, well, I ain't going to bother with that. I'm going to go and do my own thing. It's like, okay, no problem. So because he was dealing with the splicing, Miguel mm-hmm. went back to that, his lab, and went back to his computer and got a sample because he was using, he got a picture. He used his sample yeah. just as genetic, you know, just kind of get the genetic just a baseline, just as a baseline to get things going. Exactly. And he went back to that template before, you know, he had the drug in his system. He walked in the machine, says, well, I'm going to overwrite my DNA with my own DNA before he put the drug in me. Therefore, I'm going to overwrite, uh, you know, overwrite and, mm-hmm. and virus remove the, you know, the addiction. So I can tell him to deuces, I'm out. But then, of course, <laughs> there's always that evil coworker jealousy mm. so when miguel went into the machine that guy turned around and said oh there you're using your own dna as a template to kind of do that well you know what i'm going to put in 50 percent of spider dna to make sure that you're mutated or you die and whatever case be and if you're mutated ha 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 you're gonna come up with a big bug eyes and an arm sticking out of you like one of the spider-man issues when he mutates into a giant spider and and that's it and this and his co-worker was like all happy about that of course with that drug in his system the combination of the DNA and the mix of the spider DNA, you know, the machine blows up. Miguel, you know, jumps out. Security cameras see the explosion, but they don't see who that man is because they can't tell mm-hmm. by his face. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, he's butt naked. He jumps out of a, you know, he makes his way out of the building, which is a super, super, super skyscraper. Yep. And Miguel realizes something that one, he's got little talons at the tips of his fingers that can come out and retract on an angle that allow him to climb. Um, later on, he realizes that his forearms start hurting. And when he presses on his forearm and his inside forearm, you know, between the, the, the wrist on the inside part of your wrist, a spider web comes out. His eyes are sensitive to light. So he, he starts wearing sunglasses. He realizes that he's got the powers of a spider. So he goes back to, and they don't know who it is. They just have his DNA sample. So, cause a lot of the records got destroyed in the explosion. So they're sending out mercenaries to hunt him down because his boss realizes like, hey, this, this I just someone here created a super soldier. We need to find who it is and control him because if I can get this this well, we always say super soldier. If I can get this altered human mm-hmm. under my control, then I can also get the religious vote or factors. people behind me factors mm-hmm. behind me because I pretty much would be controlling a Spider Man. <laughs> so Miguel makes it back to this place, even though he's being hunted, you know, mm-hmm. um, he makes it back to this place and he finds one of his old costumes that he wore when he went to celebration years ago to the day of the dead celebration, mm-hmm. which is a celebration that happens in Mexico, you know, so you hear about Cinco de Mayo, day of the dead, that that's really heavy into his roots and his mom. And I like that they brought that in. 
So he put on this costume because it's made out of unstable molecules, which means it won't rip easily. You know, you want a good idea of what unstable molecules are. You look at the Fantastic Four. This is why they're able to wear the costumes they have and they never get destroyed. Like when, you know, Mr. Fantastic stretches, the costume stretches with them. When the invisible woman turns invisible, she ain't running around naked. When the human torch goes flame on, his clothes, his actual Fantastic Four costume doesn't burn because it's made out of unstable molecules, which is an invention by Reed Richards within the Marvel Universe on the 616 Earth. And then he gives this out to like different, the material out to different people. So this is why the X-Men costume is made out of stable molecules. And it does help with, you know, fire resistance and blunt, you know, uh, instruments and helps with the bullets. This is why their costumes really at times don't rip. They're like, how'd that not rip? Well, well, that's why unstable molecules. So Miguel with his unstable molecules just made openings for the webs. You know, it's just a, a costume that he had for the Day of the Dead, which is all blue and it looked like a skeleton, a, 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 a skeleton face, but it also mm-hmm. looks like it's a, a morphed spider too at the same time. And when his talents come out, they won't rip the costume, but it still allows him to use the talents to climb, and, uh, you know, on the tips of his fingers and his toes and allows him to see it behind Rod, those talons are there. And it allows him to use those talents as a weapon to scratch someone. <laughs> right. Spider, spider time. Spider, spider. Exactly. So he's got enhanced, enhanced strength, enhanced speed, mm-hmm. no spider sense. He does do his own biological web. Right. So he doesn't need to manufacture like Peter Parker. So if you watch Tobey Maguire uh, when he was playing Spider-Man. Right. Boom. Where'd it come from? They didn't say, mm-hmm. but I can read. <laughs> I can see that that seems to be very reminiscent from the influence of that. If you want to see more of what this costume looks like, besides reading the comic books, if you watch the short lived Spider-Man Unlimited or Ultimate Sp- oh, yeah, 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 Spider-Man I'll- Unlimited, yeah. right? It's on Disney Plus. It's only 13 episodes. Even though it's Peter Parker, it's similar. He's in this costume. Peter Parker ends up on a different Earth, you know, and he gets this nanotechnology, which makes the costume, and it's 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 pretty much Spider Man twenty ninety nine. This was made to combat, you know, Batman Beyond. Mm -hmm. Marvel, Marvel, you just should have did Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Could have just said that, but it's all right. I they just should have did Spider-Man 2099. There was no need to do Ultimate Spider-Man or uh, Spider-Man see, Unlimited. You see, you see the scenario for that to me as a pause is like they had no trust in Spider-Man as their flagship, a.k.a. Peter Parker is their flagship. So having another Spider-Man, that's the only reason I can see it. Very, it's very painful to see that they did that, that you <laughs> couldn't just trust to say, listen, people are smart enough to understand there's a Spider-Man and a Spider-Man 2099. The 2099 is something different. It's not in the previous word, so this is something different. Go with that. Yeah, because clearly, if you would have looked at what DC was doing at the time, it's funny how the two of them kind of get things right and wrong. DC said, okay, well, here's Bruce Wayne as an old man. Terry McGinnis is Batman. Is the new Batman. And and fans got it. Fans liked it. No problem. No No problem. problem. So if they got it there, they should have got it here. Just saying. Right? Um, and and this character, you know, he was created by Peter David and uh, Rick uh, Leonardi. Uh, Leonardi. There we go. So these are the two guys who created Spider-Man 2099. Mm. And, and, I, and I like that, that right away they've introduced and they've opened the door saying that within the first couple of issues that, okay, heroes, superheroes haven't been around for the longest time. 
he's the first person. So Spider-Man, once again, was the first. Like, you know, almost like years ago, Spider-Man was the first, one of the first right. ones for Marvel. Spider-Man right. back again as being one of the first for Marvel in the 2099 universe. Mm-hmm. Fans loved him. The art was different. Fans liked the, the fact that, and there was no, oh, well, let me go and find my old formula for Peter Parker and all that. The only reference of Peter Parker is when he looked up, when Miguel was doing some research on the heroes in the past, they mentioned something about Peter Parker being Spider-Man, but there was this big cataclysm and this is a lot of the heroes ended up dying or disappearing and they didn't go too much in it. They really left it open ended so it wouldn't disrupt what was happening in Marvel presently or not trying to put them in a hole that it had to follow a particular path. Right. Um, like Image did at one point, which worked out for Image where, you know, Image Comics and this is off, the Image started off their run and they had a whole bunch of their books and a lot of their books were at maybe issue 10. And then they did an event where it was like a time traveling event. So it went from issue 10 to issue 25 for all their books. And then you're reading issue 25 and people are like, okay, well, this is how it's really definitely supposed to happen. And then mm-hmm. you had to read the rest of the series for each individual sh- run. So issue 24, Maybe. and then you already had issue 25. And you're like, oh! So they released issue 25 out of order on purpose for an event you know, so you're at issue 10. You're like, wait a minute, this character is not the same or what happened to this character? We mean they died. Oh, okay. I got to keep reading, 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 reading. Got issue 24. Yeah. I got issue 24. Oh, I got issue 25, like about a, over a year ago. Boom. This falls in line. Now you jump into issue 26. Boom. Here we go. Keep on going. Now it makes sense. So, you know, that was a, a, a smart ploy for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying for Spider-Man 2099, this character had it all. And then even then the closest we got to see him in, as his true self. He's shown up in video games here and there, but if you watch Spider-Man into the multiverse, mm-hmm. right? Mm. You watch the end credits, Spider-Man 2099 shows up. Right. Yeah, he, he shows up. He, he does show up. I, I mean, and currently he, you know, I'm not sure what's happening with him, but I know last what I read about him was he went from the year 2099, different events, and now he's actually, Miguel is actually in current time but you don't see or hear much of him. Right. I, I, I like this character more than I like Peter Parker at times. Listen, he, he has, he has a different quality. And I think that's the reason, the reason why you probably like him. Like I do, because he's just, when you hear it's the, it's nearly not to say the solar opposite of Peter. You're right. now getting, you're not getting the kid friendly version. You're getting the person who's been through some trials and tribulation. He's, not growing up in a in a in a safe environment home with Uncle Ben and Aunt May, he's grown up in a household where you know there are situations that kind of like it's just giving you some rough times, and you can probably understand why his why his mind is going to be if they decide to write his character in a particular way. The base is from his family upbringing, living in like you said, not in well New New York type of scenario, but having all these you know. Just given the environment of the city and stuff like that. I just say yeah. you can see you can see why it's not it's this is this is not Peter Parker at all. No. It's not Peter. No. So you can see why yeah. this is something different. Like, hey, it's it's intriguing. It's different. Why is it intriguing? Let's find out some more. And you'll be able to break it in from there. Yeah. I mean, okay, so first of all, you're right. Let's go back to his home life, right? So Miguel, he's mm-hmm. he's, you know, two different backgrounds. So it's Irish and Mexican, right? I like that aspect. Back in 1992, especially now in this day and age where everything is like, you know, more diversity. Yes. Got to show more diversity, you know, in every genre we can, which is great, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So he wasn't a whitewashed. 
Yeah. Right. But in that time, it wasn't, it wasn't the norm. It wasn't, no, it wasn't the, norm. the norm. It was not the norm. So you made him half Irish, half Mexican. Okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, right away, his mom is dealing with mental health. In 1992-94, dealing with mental health with his mom. The stress it does and puts on the family. Him trying to take on being the head of the family because his dad's not around. His dad is abusive because his dad has a drinking problem. But his dad is also a police officer. So his dad does his job well, but when he goes home, he likes to hit the bottle. When he's on duty, his dad's on duty. But his dad is so strict that it did cause problems. You know, uh, this, that there is a lot to take on as a hero. So where Peter was always having his guilt, Miguel wasn't, didn't feel guilty. Miguel felt um, that he was very self-made, self-entitled, and he's doing everything he can to take care of his mom, even though his mom doesn't appreciate him. He's still taking care of his brother, even though he took his brother's girlfriend, and then he, she, you know, uh, they're almost married. Then uh, he screwed that up with his attitude, very full of himself. So he learns uh, humility along the way. He turns around and and he was and he admits in one point that he was very blinded in life in the sense of well I'm now you know taking myself to the big city I'm doing what I need to do uh-huh. no one can bother me and that's it and then when he looked around he realized people were poor right you know he realized people were suffering um, he realized that he needs to do something. And he wasn't aware of all that going on. So all the time when he thought his mom was a little bit crazy, and at times she's very eccentric, he realized, well, his mom needed the faith, and he shouldn't dismiss that. All right. So that was a family dynamic already with this character. And clearly, if he's, I mean, everyone's talking about Miles Morales right now as the, uh, you know, the ultimate Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But before Miles, there was Miguel. I mean... He's he, he every time he wears that costume, every issue you read of Miguel, you are seeing a representation of Mexican heritage talking about of the Day of the Dead, w- which is a huge thing in Mexico. Today, to, up to today, this is a huge thing. If you you got to learn, you know, it should have opened up, you know. So I think a lot more Latinos should maybe they weren't aware. Of his heritage they weren't aware why he put on that costume clearly miguel his name's miguel not michael miguel and mm-hmm. and, and i miguel they should have as marvel should have put that narrative a little bit more to show the roots because he identifies with one more than the other but he's got irish in him but he really identifies with his spanish roots if he didn't identify them he wouldn't have a costume to go with the day of the dead he was raised by his mom even though he's mixed heritage he was raised by his mom so he's gonna have more of his mom's, you know, influence and her heritage, right? Just basic heritage. That, that, that's all I'm talking about. Right. So you're looking for a character that needs to come back more in the forefront, even more so than now. Miguel. He and he he wasn't written as you know the stereotypical Latino. He had a great job. He's a smart man. He's got powers. So I think you know people are crying in diversity. Sometimes just look back. Right. I mean, come on. Magneto's Jewish. <laughs> Way back early. And that's one the beauty of Stan Lee. He writes his characters with all this history, but sometimes it gets overlooked. It gets lost. It gets lost. It gets lost in the sauce in that sense. Like, you know, you could even go with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is German. Yes. Peter Rasputin is Russian. You know, Russian. Aurora, she she's African, right? Wolverine is Canadian. 
but but you know, that's it. Magneto, he's Jewish. He, right. he you know, I think at times it kind of gets under the um the wire, but he he, he is Eric Black, like Colin Castor. Like, so Miguel, even though his last name is Ojeda, <laughs> yeah, he's got the Irish that's because he's done, but he was raised, you know, and, and and that costume, I love that costume, and that costume shows you know, proud Latino heritage. Right. So everyone's all on board about Miles Morales, and so am I. But before mm-hmm. Miles, by years, no pun right. intended, maybe. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> right? Completely. Yeah. And he, he's not like some street thug, you know, ASA. No, man. <laughs> they wrote the character properly. They didn't stereotype him in mm-hmm. that sense. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, I know they're always quick to create the new character, the new villain, the new hero. W- 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 we don't need new every single month. We just right. need uh, a new eye on the wealth of existing characters. Right. Completely. He yells that man for me. Okay. Okay. Me, me, you know, you teased him. I know they're supposed to do another Spider-Verse movie. And yes. he's, he was teased at the end, mm-hmm. meaning they want to bring him in. And people were <gasps> like, out of all the Spider-Mans, and this the one you tease us with? Because you know people are wanting to see this one. Right. I listen, you know what? I kind of I hope that they do bring him in because we've seen the tease. We've seen the, my, the memes. If you've seen, ever seen the meme where you see Spider-Man pointing to someone else, another Spider-Man type <laughs> character in the, back, in the back area of some factory, you know, in the parking lot with a truck. And he's like, that's you? That's that's twenty ninety nine. That's yes. Spider that's Spider Man twenty nine. So they're they're already they're already testing the waters. And I think I think I I believe they actually like what they're seeing. I, I yes. hope that they see enough proof to bring him in. Um if you want to test it out, like you said, there's a lot of type of actions, you know, you know physical action attributes that you're gonna want for Spider Man to conduct and to be. And We'll we'll get to the part talking about about this, but it'd be good if it was a, a maybe just a, a, a anime. Yes, doing that, just having it as an anime because I, I have a cartoon basically. Yeah, I mean, it's a cartoon type of uh, genre for this one. Um, but so McGill to me, I mean, is he's he's like I said earlier, he's just like a, a the opposite of of Peter Parker, but he's giving you that heart and that type of. Um, the heart of what's going on in the, in that time and how someone can still see the need of having some some type of heroes. Like I said, this is the day of heroes when they should be coming back. And when you see upon the light of seeing Thor, you're going to see the age of heroes because there's no heroes in that time frame. That's right. If he's now realizing that he has his opportunity to basically be a champion, be someone who can help out the little man, help out the smaller person, and uh, give something you know, you've been blessed with these type of opportunities. Again, like you said, you know, it's not even, it's basically repeating, but you said he's a very religious type of person. You just have the ability to have this instilled and realizing I may have been bestowed on this gift by some freak accident. And how can I use it? How can yeah. I better myself? How can I better people around me? So, I, I mean, it's, it's really just kind of along, along that line. That's really what it is. Well, that's it. I mean, look, okay, Peter Parker, I mean, Galahara, 
Both mm-hmm. of them are geniuses. Great. Correct. Okay. We'll take that off. We'll take right. that off. Both of them are geniuses. Okay. And I know they're both falling into Spider-Man thing. But Peter Parker, slacker. Because he's never fully applied himself as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone knows he's a genius. Okay. You see him walk in the room with, 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 with Reed, Reed Richards. Reed Richards says, oh, Peter, you're extremely smart. And he works on mathematical, mathematical problems and biological, all these problems with... When needed. When needed. When needed. When needed. Yeah. Even though he's always cracking wise and cracking jokes, when he, when he focuses, he's dangerous because he's got that intelligence. And he's standing with Reed Richards. Reed Richards doesn't have to explain the math. Reed Richards is there working with him doing the math. Mm-hmm. Okay. Granted. When Peter Parker was with the Avengers, Spider-Man was with the Avengers, but Peter Parker won. Tony Stark turned around and looked at him like, you're a genius. Do all this stuff. But for some reason, Peter can't get serious enough to use that to benefit Peter Parker. He's, for a guy as smart as he is, mm-hmm. and with a big heart as he is, but as smart as he is, and he's living in a roach-infested apartment with no furniture, like, come on, man, right? Like, he, he can't keep a basic job, and he always blames it on Spider-Man, but he gets too caught up in his thoughts, you know? When he was married to MJ in that original run, where he finally gets married to Mary Jane, right? Mary Jane is a fashion model and she's doing what she needs to do. And she was pulling in big bucks. And then at one and point he comes up with great ideas. It's like, you know what? I'm going to do a coffee book about all the Spider-Man pictures I did. And J. Jones James was cursing him. And then he went on a talk show run across America promoting his book. Peter has all these skills, but he doesn't apply himself. And I don't know why. And, you know, as a, as a teenager, okay, you can get it, right? Because he was Spider-Man when he was a teenager. But right. now he, he's a grown man with a family. You would think, okay, I'm Spider-Man. But at the same time, if I can hang with, you know, Tony Stark, and he's giving me recommendation. And then Reed Richards can give me recommendation. I can go and make something t- to make a business with, for myself, right. right? The difference with Miguel, Miguel is applied. Miguel turned around. He knows he's a genius, makes him a little bit of a dick, but he's working with the biggest comp- mega corporation there, uh, Amagla X or Max or whatever in mm. the future. And he and he's making his money. When you see Miguel, Miguel's living in his posh condo with this, you know, um, 3D Surrey kind of thing, Layla. He's living the life. He's so he's covering his bills and he lives alone. So he covers his bills, he covers all his mom's medical bills. Mm. He covers his mom's, you know, she, he wanted to keep moving his mom. He's like, mom, I'll move you into this nice, you know, uh, retirement community, condo, whatever case means, high scale, five stars. She wants to stay in her crappy apartment. He's like, mom, I'm paying for you, but why live here? I can afford for you to live better. You, I, I make all this money. And she says, no, 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 no. Right. And that's where it gets to that little angst with the two of them. He, he's right. able to do that. When his brother needs money, his brother calls him up. Oh, you need money again for whatever stupidness. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you this because he doesn't believe in it. If he believed in what his brother was doing, he would give him more. So we're, 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 the two start off this way and they do this, right? Yeah. It's like literally opposite sides of the coin. So um, I never really read the issues where Miguel meets Spider-Man. But I'm sure if it was a longstanding issue where, you know, it was Miguel and Peter Parker talking, Miguel's going to look mm-hmm. at Peter going, what's wrong with you? You, you can be better off financially, which would be better off for you as Peter Parker, which would be better off for you as Spider-Man, right? You know, you're the one that turned me on to, was it uh, Superior Spider-Man? Right. Where, where Dr. Octopus takes over Peter's body and starts right. doing all these things. And Peter was even himself saying, I didn't realize I can do that with my powers. 
Right. <laughs> it's like Rich Rider Nova became Nova as a young kid around the same age as Spider-Man, right? He was a teenager. But if you look at Nova now compared to Nova before, Nova's learned to do things with his powers that have gone right up. He's like the leader of the Nova Corps and, and he's got the power to give people powers to be like extra Novas and all that. And Peter's still trying to figure things out. So someone had to take over Peter's body for Peter to say, oh, I can use my spider sense that way. I can do that that way. I didn't know that. I, I, I could have, like, Peter, you, you're, you're a genius. How come you never did these things before? On, you, sh- you should have done these things before. Uh, yeah, I guess I should have. I'm like, okay, Peter. It's like, so Miguel, to me, you're right, uh, you know, should have his own animated series. I can see it even in live action. I was going with yeah. that aspect, but I like we'll go, that no, we go with live. We'll go with live action. We can go with live action. Yeah, because my, my guy, I'm still do, my guy will still give the voice live action and my guy will do it, um, you know, uh, as, as they're doing it, the voiceover. I'm mm-hmm. still with my actor. I'm, I'm sticking with okay. him either way, no matter what genre okay. it is. Okay. You know, so that that's what it is. I mean, I don't think his rogues gallery wasn't all that, but the important mm-hmm. issues to read are the uh, to me the first 14 15 issues of Spider-Man 2099. I like the art, like as you can see mm-hmm. behind Rod. I like how they introduce the character. Um and then it's really important to read those early issues of them because at one point Thor does show up. Thor air quotes does show up. Mm. But it's a Thor that that company that he's trying to fight makes to capitalize oh. on Thor coming back. So first they make this big floating city or a big floating tower, right? Mm-hmm. Called Valhalla. And then the, the, the imitation Thor shows up, you know, with the imitation Baldar saying, okay, they're taking over this, this tower. They're calling it New Valhalla. They're going to bring back the gods. So everyone that believes in the, in Thor, the return of Thor, they're not going to deny it because it, well, Spider-Man came back. So now Thor is back. Oh, this is the new uh, age of heroes. Thor is here. So all those people that had those beliefs are rushing to the churches and giving donations and the churches are making more money. And that corporation that, you know, uh, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Malcolm Mex, or, uh, and I know I'm mispronouncing it, is, is, you know, that Miguel's trying to bring down are all behind this because it's a cash grab trying to get, you know, people to believe because now if they're there, if Thor is living in that city of Valhalla that's on earth, that was made by them. Guess what? Price, real estate prices just went up. <laughs> so Spider-Man starts fighting the fake Thor, and 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 it's a crossover event where they bring in Punisher, Ravager, Doctor Doom, and the only interesting thing about that 2099 is Doctor Doom 2099 is the official Doctor Doom from present day. He he makes it to 2099, so it's not someone else taking up the mantle like every other yeah. hero. Right. Yeah, Every true. other hero is someone brand new taking on the 2099 mantle, except for Doctor Doom. So it's a fun crossover. It, the, the first, you know, the, the first 15, 14, 14, 15 issues, I was like, yeah, I read the crossover. I, I've got the bulk, pretty much the whole run of the original Spider-Man 2099 packed down here in the basement and, you know, in its pristine boxes and stuff like that. And mm. yeah. So all about 2099. What about you, Rod? What's what's your t- thoughts on that? Uh, well, let me see how I'm gonna add on top. Well, basically, listen, the Spider-Man 2099 was uh, a great read. I I I do. I read it when it came out. Mm. I was reading it when it was coming out um, in '92, 
so back in them, them days, I'd be you know, picking it up and you know trying to keep up with it and stuff. Uh, because I liked, I liked it was different. It was different. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I've always, I'm always you know got the shirt. You know I I love I love Spider Man. I love Spider Man. You know Peter Parker and everything like that. So it's a different vibe. It's a different feel. You see. There you go. There, there you, you go, go, man. So. I mean, so I, I liked it when you read into it. Like I said, you know, you read into it, you realize the the backstory, understanding like where he's coming from, and it's that futuristic, like you said, it was, it was there to be the Batman Beyond kind of a counterattack. Yeah, the show and, here, right, right, right. It it was kind of against that, and you realize as well. Hey, Batman Beyond, I I I digged it. I got it. Read this. It, it makes sense. So I, you know, I had no problem with that. I, I like, I liked it, and definitely, you see, there's a couple. There's always been a couple of, uh, around, like, like, like you said, you know, re revisits, you know, resurge of 2099, bringing it back in and everything like that. Um, but I would definitely, I would say that if anybody hasn't ever given this a chance, get a chance, take a, take a look for it, find it. You can find it. You know, look for look for it online. You can find Spider-Man 2099. Check any of the different versions. The ones that get from like 90, um, 92. Uh, Barry said 92, 2014, 15, uh, yep. 19. You know, they brought it back a couple of times. And you can see that uh, they even have a Spider-Man 2099 versus Venom 2099. Yep. Venom 99 was another one too as well. Yeah, well, so, they, they really expanded that storyline. I mean, that, that whole that universe, universe. I mean, they killed it. They killed it off, and they kind of wrapped it up in a couple of issues, you know. But, yeah, you're saying it, it, it's it's great. And I think, you know, if you want to see the ultimate Spy uh, sorry, uh, Spider-Man Unlimited, then you go yes. on Disney+, Plus, watch yes. those 13 episodes, sit there, okay, gotcha, you know. And it was Spider-Man, Peter Parker fighting the High Evolutionary, who's who will be popping in soon in the, the, the MCU so mm -hmm. keep an eye out for the high, not for the high evolutionary coming in the MCU. I have, I have a feeling he's going to popping in there. Um, but for Spider-Man 29 and nine, I, he needs to come back. I think, you know, I, I wanted to see when I say come back, give him his book, give him his book back, put him in his proper timeline. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they really need to one emphasize the heritage, especially now everyone's dealing with mental health. This would be a really good tie in to deal with mental health abuse. Let's see what the future holds. For these characters give them some proper roles don't don't have to be a venom 20, 2099 and a goblin 2099 and you know yeah let's give them a good villain a good looking villain when i mean good looking i mean not a villain with a weird look you know uh, it's all about yeah. everything it's got to be pleasing to the <laughs> eye uh, that's why i wasn't keen about ravage ravage 2099 i read the book and i'm like okay so he's got like sandals with like super long toenails and and a big yeah. mane hair it's like it, 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 it's not no no, hulk, no. Hulk, i'll think even hulk 2099 was kind of like overdone and overgrowth and I, I you know what you're absolutely right like not even to segue off so much that some of the characters the way it was drawn it was a little bit extra grubby looks more just more yeah it looked like a you know, hard extra hard than you think it's just, yeah you know, it's like it wasn't really necessary yeah, yeah it wasn't really necessary but i mean but in in all in all just sticking with 20 spider-man 2099 yeah that was a, it was a great run and um yeah, I believe that if anybody picks it up, you you would actually you would actually like it. I think you would actually like it. And seeing that there's been a lot of um, I was well, I'm seeing that like four four or five different iterations and, and versions of it. There's someone upstairs in Marvel feels 
is worth bringing back. So they keep bringing it back. So people, you know, they're testing out on someone's liking. So I feel there, there's, there's, there's a crowd for it. There's people yeah. for it that, that, that would definitely take it in and be able to just continue with that. So, yeah. yeah. I, think I it's, mean, it's, look, Ben Riley, people liked it when he was there, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and, like, the, the, and like that version of Spider, Scarlet Spider. Yeah. Um, you know, Miles Morales, all right, everyone's extending that. Miles, Miles Morales and Peter Parker within the same universe, and they're liking that because they got yeah, rid of the Ultimate Universe, they merge them. Okay, great. P- Spider-Man 2099, there's a fan base for it. You just there's need a, a good story for it, and you need to give him a good villain that would fit his character, um, you know, and, and build up a, a nice rogues gallery. They started to, but go back maybe to some of them, retune them, bring back some of his, uh, you know, some of the, the ones he's fought before. Give him a nice rogues gallery. Give him some, a couple of original villains that really push him, like how Venom pushed Peter Parker Spider-Man when he first made his appearance. That that took him to the limits. He needs his mm-hmm. big hoorah moment. Yes. That's that's yeah. what he's missing. Give him that, and I'm all I'm all I'm all for it. So okay. that being said, mm. I was kind of going with the aspect of we're going to do a live action, like a live action series, not so much a movie. Uh, give me give me my weekly, you know, s- series. Uh, on a streaming service somewhere, Disney Plus. Yeah. I mean, let's put it Disney Plus has been knocking it out the ballpark with, you know, WandaVision, uh, right? The Falcon and Winter Soldier, Soldier yeah. Loki, Loki. What, and, yeah, and like, coming up with She Hulk. Okay, so right. I think if you're going right now with the characters that are established right now, mm-hmm. as they are, take a chance. You're doing a What If cartoon series. I think give me a Disney Plus series, yeah, live action, Spider Man mm-hmm. 2099. Right, open yeah. the door. Let's see what happens. If you're able to put that budget behind the other ones, this one would be killer. I mean, look, you did look what they did with the Mandalorian. People right. love the Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian is pretty much to me uh, a, a manga series that was called Lone Wolf and Cub. That's very similar. If you know Lone Wolf and Cub, then you know what the Mandalorian is. If you know what the Mandalorian is, you know what Lone Wolf and Cub is. It's just Lone Wolf and Cub is a samurai with his kid, uh, right? So there we go. So. My pick here mm-hmm. for for if we had a cast Miguel, right? I, I went really with uh, a Latino actor, mm-hmm. right? He's not mixed, but still pull it off being mixed, you know, all acting. And I went with an actor called uh, named Tyler Posey. So Tyler Posey was in the uh, TV show Teen Wolf. Okay. Right, if you look at him, yeah, he's got clearly he's Latino, right? So he just has to play that he's mixed, okay. <laughs> but he's got when you see and and the roles he pulled in in Teen Wolf and the role he was playing at one point he get very dark, he very serious. I, I think he would be a good Miguel. He's got the um the 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 body, the right. the, the facial the face for it. You know, I, I I like Tyler's look, and I can see him very easily slipping into that role and then you know after uh, seeing him in uh, Teen Wolf mm-hmm. yeah if you see some of the stuff he's done in Teen Wolf uh, absolutely that that to me he, he, he screams Miguel <laughs> gotcha gotcha okay that's good that's good that's good that's good that's good listen I was um, I was debating I was debating with this one because I was he, trying he, to. I think he's Latino. I think he's Latino. He's got that Latino. He looks. He looks it. As I look at I the picture, so. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, um, 
you know, he was on the Teen Wolf series there from 2011 oh, he to 2017. Is. He is. He, he yeah. is. He is. He, you know, he's very, very close. He's, he's, his um, mother is Mexican. His father is uh, British Ailes. Oh, British, okay. British Isles. See? So he's already so, mixed. Huh? He's already <laughs> Okay. I well, if he had, it had to be a cartoon, I would still get him to do the voice. And the fact that live action, if you take a look at him, Teen Wolf, um, he's Miguel. Give him a pair of glasses. He's got that cool, suave look. He's got confidence behind him. That, that's Miguel. That's Miguel right there, man. That's my, that's my Spider-Man 2099. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, so, like I was saying, I was going through a couple of people, and um, I was actually looking for seeing if I can, if I can find someone, and if he happens to be, you know, to be of, a, of a mixed heritage as well, I was right. going to look from that end. But, you know, seeing that he was either Irish or being Mexican, I just wanted to see if I could find someone. So, as everybody knows, I always seem to like this. Let me go from any visual I know from people that I've seen. I chose Army Hammer. Oh. So I was going with Army Hammer, um, checking out, finding out he is, he is, he has English, Scottish, German, Russian, Jewish ancestry. So he, he, he has, he has, he has a Scottish iris in there. Um, when you look at him, you may not see the features to be, say, Mexican. But again, you know what? You could probably just work it off again because he's mixed and his father is. You could just say he's, his mother gave him the Mexican uh, first name. Right. And maybe he doesn't have the features to, pro, you know, to portray it. But we'll go with that. But I was going with McGill. I mean, I'm going with McGill here. I'm going with Army as McGill for um, from the man from Uncle. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. man of uncle, um, you know. So we got the acting chops, we got the fighting chops in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but once yes. you find he's a little bit too big, though, because to me, when he's in a man from uncle, he's actually taller than and, and Henry Cavill. But this is this is where I'm trying to figure out because when you see like this picture, and I right. see yours too. Um, yeah. you know what? I didn't really go back, and I admit I didn't go back to see if, uh, if there was a size for McGill, official size for how I call. McGill's supposed to be. But I'm looking mm-hmm. at this. When I see this, because to me, I know your picture. Yeah. But this is from like the 92 run. Yeah, yeah. Like which this picture from the 92 run. Right. And I, and I gravitated always to this particular of course. visual of him. And, you know, he's working in a lab. He's like a head of, he's a head of the department and everything like that. So I was thinking that he had that prestige type of, you could put him in a suit and he can look like the part. You can put him in... You know, looking like he's the the, the lead. And again, he's not. Although he he's a genius, and he's running the he's on the floor running the um the research lab and everything like that. He's the actual head of it. So he's not the guy who's always in the lab, working behind the bench from nine to five. Right. He's the guy who would do that, but he's also around. So I was just giving him. More, I was going more from the no no. And I get from it. the aspect. Yeah, and I mean, I couldn't remember the height. I couldn't remember the height. I yeah, I'm not going so much by my, my Miguel's height. I'm going by, by, uh, by uh, Army's Army, height. Army, and he's like right. six foot five. He's a six foot five? He's, he's taller than Henry. Oh, Henry's six nah, foot. Nah, nah, Henry's, yeah, nah, yeah, because Henry's like six two. Ben Affleck's like six four. That's why Ben Affleck stands up and he's taller. Batman's taller than, than Superman, right? But, but these, are, these are men pushing six feet. Right. And, Ar- and you know, Army, when you watch the man from Uncle, when you see Henry walking, I'm like, oh, okay, man. I, I really know he's big. And then I see this other guy walking. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what? 
I guess because I wasn't going with the height too, too touch. I was yeah, kind of yeah. hoping we can work around that, but you're right. Okay, so you know what? I'm, I'm not. No, no, I'm not knocking it. No, no, I'm just no, 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 no. I know, I know. But you're, you're bringing valid points. But these are the points you got to think about. Them. Like I told you again. Like I tell you, when we do these things, sometimes I got to feel like I'm like a casting director. I got to look for what's good and what's you know what's yeah. the pros and cons. How can I pull this person and use them? You know, height would be it. I probably would have looked at the paper like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, bring army and bring army and like. <laughs> you're a tall guy. <laughs> you got some girth on you, sir. You're boy, you a full buffet. <laughs> you're a full buffet, boy. Watch as I step on me. Sorry, you better with my little short self. Oh, God. Like, okay, we'll bring you back when we need someone to fight Godzilla. Right, right there, boy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I got my second guy, but we'll stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. We're, okay, for the, all right. For the paperwork, I, could, I can say my second guy. Um, can I say my second guy? Should I say my second It's our guy? show. You can say what you want to say. You're damn skippy. Hold on. Actually, could I have... No, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't going to deal with that guy. I was, I was going to go with um, Nita Tyler. So it was Will, William. So William, William Levy. Um, how you that? Levy. Levy. William Levy. He was in um, Resident Evil, like the final chapter. So he's one of the guys that basically was there with. with oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So when you see him, like you know, I I remember like I remember him. You know, I'm just again, I'm just looking at him, whatever the case may be, and I'm like, you know, you could probably fit that criteria. But that's why I was thinking. Well, I recall Army more than than William, and I'll I'll be honest with that. I do remember Army more than William, mm-hmm. and I do remember the movie. But I just was just like, well, he's in here in the action. So I can say, but well, you got the acting chops. At least, you, you know, you're in some type of action. Well, I might have to so steal this pick for another guy. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so yeah. But, I mean, he, he could work it out. And he does have, he does have the, he does have the, 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 because he's born, you know, born in, 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 in Cuba. Right. So, so he, you know, he does have that. Then he has the authenticity his face. He has the look. So he could right. work that McGill aspect of it. But it was just I just couldn't recall how deep of the action was he doing. Like you know, this is again with this movie, there's mm-hmm. action. Oh, so I know action. he had right. That's what I mean. So he had to be able to keep up with it. He had to keep up with it. So I can go. I can go with that. He got it's parkour just, the hell out of this movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. all about parkour, man. He got yeah. he got to be captain. But you know, this is well. This is you know, Marla, my uh, this is Mila Jovovich. Her movie, so you know, you know, it's just all that action. Yeah. So he has, they gotta keep someone, have someone who can keep up with her. Yes. Well, I mean, it would, it would work. You know, it would work. So yeah, 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 yeah. If anything, maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go with the William. Oh, you know what? Let's go with William. You, you brought up a good. You brought up an actual fact. I'm like, I wasn't thinking. Normally, I do. I try to keep that in mind. Right. But then you gotta realize, like, who you're, who you're talking with, and like, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, a, you're a big dude. You're, you're a like, big dude. Thanks, Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you get Spider Man? Can you get that, this cat out of my tree? No problem. Right? See, look. If they had to do a this way, if you had to do a Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and then you brought in Arnie as maybe Venom. I don't. I, I got to look at who, who Venom twenty ninety nine was, but just physical oh, wise, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I mean, I and I don't know enough about Venom twenty ninety nine. I actually got that's the one I don't. So I gotta go back and see what this character is all about. But mm-hmm. yeah, but that that that's that's uh, yeah, man. That, we can work with William. We can work with William. Okay, we going with William. William's on the block. 
sorry, sorry. I mean, yeah, Willie, Willie, William's on the block. He's on the official block, so we'll put him on the block for the for the poll later. Here we go. Let's make it official. William Levy is on it. There you go. William's on the block. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Lily on the block. Okay, I see Venom twenty ninety nine here. I, I, I see him. I see him. All right, then. I have to check that myself. You see? So. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I see. I just got to catch a picture of him out of costume. But till then, this one's not about Venom. This is all about right. Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> We've come to another end of episode. Mm-hmm. And our epilogue on this one is very simple. Please like, subscribe, and share. Mm-hmm. Check the links down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your friends. Thank you to the people that have tuned in, the fans that are watching. Uh, and keep uh, an eye out on our Facebook page for the straw poll that we're using the, the cast votes. So it's all in that, you, you, you know, uh, anonymous. You don't got to put your name in there. It's just really you. We put our picks. You mm-hmm. click on either mine or Rod's uh, or you click on comments and you write a comment in there or add it on our Facebook page and we'll, we'll, we'll just plug it in and keep it out on mine. And we're going to start talking about these uh, results extremely soon. So right. let you know how things are going with the whole voting aspect. So that is that. Any final thoughts there, Rod? Um, well, you know, everything is good. Listen, you know, basically, this is a good, this is a good read. Uh, DC Plus, if you get an opportunity, you know what? Add it, add it in. Give it, give it a try. I think you, I think you might, you might surprise some people. And yeah. uh, people will be surprised and, and actually gravitate to it. I think it's going to do good. I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave I'm, it at I'm that. with you on that one, Rod. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. So, you know. On our final note here, we'll say this. Thank you for tuning mm. in. Mm-hmm. This is the Iconist Podcast. And remember, this whole world we talk about started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Dream on, people. Dream on. <laughs> dream on. Dream on. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm dreaming. I'm out. <laughs> nice. <laughs>